And so our scripture reading tonight comes from Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. We're going to look at verses 9 through 17. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 17 say this. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Let's pray. Gracious Lord Jesus, thank you that for many of us in this room, we have called on your name to save us from our sin. And that God, it is your gospel, your power to save sinners that glorifies you, makes much of you, it is of no work of our own, lest we should boast. God, you get the glory. And the same gospel that saves us from our sin is the same gospel that empowers us to take it to the nations. The same gospel that empowers us to share with others the faith. The faith that came to us as we heard about Christ. And so, God, I just want to ask that you would grow the seeds that we planted in Charlotte, but also grow in those who, who need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ tonight, as well as why we go, why we are sent out, and with what urgency we go to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. So God, I do, I, on behalf of those who will share tonight, God, I pray that you would give them courage, that you would give them boldness. I know it's hard to get in front of others and speak. I, God, I just pray that you would give them the words to say. And that God, with the listeners tonight in this room, that they would hear the passion we have for Jesus Christ and knowing him and making him known. God, that we would all be moved by hearing testimonies shared tonight of your faithfulness and the good work you do in us and through us. So God, would you be glorified tonight as we worship you in spirit and in truth and in these conversations we're going to have tonight. God bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to introduce to you Chad Moore. Uh, give it up for Chad. We like Chad. Yeah. Um, Ch Chad is our ministerial assistant, uh, and uh, he is, uh, man, uh, you have 
led that trip. 90, over 90% of this trip to Charlotte, you led. And so before we even say anything about it, I just want to let you know how proud I am of you and how thankful I am for you uh, leading out in this trip. I learned alongside you as, as you led your mission trip to Charlotte. Uh, so help us kind of uh, understand why, why did we choose Charlotte? So Charlotte's pretty special to me. Um, so Charlotte was uh, chosen mainly because of my parents. We've been partnering with my parents for years and years, Bellevue has. And uh, now it kind of started in Columbia. My parents went to Columbia, and that's where I was born. But then after a few years, Columbia got too dangerous. We came to the States, and we're like, what's our next move? And Bellevue was already doing something in Honduras. So my parents went there to start a church in Honduras. And so Bellevue came alongside and did incredible things of just uh, making sure that we always we weren't alone in Honduras. And so now my parents have left Honduras. There's people who are um, in charge. Of, they've raised up leaders. And so they're able to be in Charlotte now trying to start a church there. And so the connection continues, which is awesome that the partnership between Bellevue and my parents haven't left. Um, for me personally, it's very exciting <laughs> to be able to go and partner with my parents and be able to serve them um, in that way. Uh, yes. So yeah, definitely, yes. definitely personal. Yeah, it, uh, we, and we love Keith and Don Moore. Uh, they are near and dear to our, our ministry, our young adults ministry. I think we have a picture of them just to kind of give you an idea of, of what they look like, Keith and Don Moore. Um, but uh, what was it like partnering with your parents? So I thought it wasn't going to be that much different. Like, I, you know, they, they raised me up. But this is very different because it's the first time that, like, I wasn't necessarily, um, like, I was partnering with them, not serving uh, under them, I guess, yeah. if that makes sense. And it was it was a blast. We had a <laughs> lot of fun. We were just talking about ministry and just talking about ideas and collaborating that way. Never had that experience before, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. for sure. Great. And, and one of your ideas for the trip was to start out uh, there in Charlotte is the Billy Graham Library. Why did you choose to start our trip once we got into Charlotte with going uh, to a visit Billy Graham? Yeah, so um, we were talking about what are how can we fill up the trip, and I think Tanya was the first one that, that thought of it. And so I mentioned to my parents, like, hey, if you're looking for a place to, to spend that, that time, that might be a good place. And I was just kind of mentioning it, didn't, didn't really think through, through it a lot. But my parents chose it because they wanted us to be fully alive, fully prepared for what we were going to do. We were going to be doing a lot of door-to-door uh, -door evangelism, a lot of walking up to strangers and sharing the gospel, and that's just not comfortable for anybody. Um, so what they wanted is kind of like a shot in the arm. They wanted to energize us, get us ready for what we were going to do, and it did it. Like, we yeah. go into this place, Billy Graham Museum, and it's not a long tour. It's like an hour and a half, maybe two hours if you read every single thing that's, that's popping up. But you leave just alive thinking, man, God used this man. He's an ordinary man, but he used him because he's not powerful. It's because the gospel is powerful, and the gospel has not changed. Yeah. And he, can, he used Billy Graham. He can use us. So we're right. walking out with a whole different perspective of it's worth it. Yep. The gospel is worth it. That's so right. it was awesome. definitely helped us out. Yeah, and I mean, there you see kind of we're, we're seeing like this display of, of Billy Graham communicating the gospel to the nations. Uh, and there we go to, to Charlotte. To, to preach the gospel to the nations. And, and so it definitely did. There was a great and a strong connection there uh, that we had with his personal ministry and the ministry that we had to do there. So, uh, Chad, thank you so much. Again, hey, want to say how proud I am of you for leading out, man. This was awesome. I'll go ahead and take the David Alvarado, come on up. Would you all welcome to the stage, David? There you go, man. Man, is that the same shirt? Man, I didn't even plan that. Hey, how about it that? It was. Looky there. Hey. Well, cool, man. 
Uh, David, this was your first mission trip. It was, it was, yes. So I want to hear, what did you expect your first mission trip to be like? Uh, just off the start, when they told me, hey, uh, Chad, reached out to me. He reached out to me. He was like, hey, like you want to be part of this uh, mission trip? We're going out to Charlotte. And first thing that came to my mind, I was like, hey, like I'm going to be one of those guys. When I was a kid, people would come knocking on the door. Like, yeah. you got time to talk about Jesus Christ. That's the first thing that came into my mind that I was going to be one of those. So uh, what I expected it was, it was, it was uh, nervous. I was nervous, mm -hmm. anxious. Um, not many people are comfortable to get shared the gospel to. Not many people are open-minded. And they're like, hey, who are you to tell me how to live my life? So that was, uh, I didn't know what to expect from yeah. the trip. And how did the trip measure up to your expectation? Um, it flew the expectations. Yeah. It just went over it. Uh, just like Chad said, he, uh, God uses people with the gospel. Gospel never changes. Mm -hmm. So uh, he, it made me realize, you know, me, I'm a no one, nobody. Yeah. And, I mean, it just meant so much that Chad reached out to me. He's mm -hmm. like, hey, like, you want to be part of the team? I'm like, man, yes. You mm -hmm. know, like, it's, it's an opportunity to get more involved with the church. It's an opportunity to start serving uh, God, and it's an opportunity to, to give back to the community, and also it's a cleanser for you, for mm -hmm. your soul. It's a cleanser for for who you are, you know. It's, it makes a great connection with God, and yeah. you just can't take that away from anybody. Mm. So well, it, the expectations were just... I, I want to affirm everything you said, and I'll even share a little bit um, about how Man, we, we took an all-star crew. This, this team that you're going to be hearing from, continuing to hear from tonight, is just an all-star crew of young adults. And, and David, that included you. But even in our trainings leading up to this time, even in our trainings leading up to this time, um, I, I let you know, hey, you're going to be able to contribute in a unique way to this mission trip. Yeah. And, uh, and you did. Uh, anything you'd like to share with that? Yes. Um well, you did mention, you know, uh, we're, I was going to be helping them a lot, mm -hmm. and I did not know in what ways until we got to a flea market. It was a flea market, and all you saw was Hispanics. There's nothing but Hispanics. So the language, primary language, was Spanish. You walk up to them, Spanish, being Spanish. Uh, we came across Guadalupe, mm -hmm. came across Sandra. Yep. Uh, but what hit me the most was Sandra. Mm -hmm. Sandra, the moment we walked up to her, she saw us, and she was already in shock. So we started speaking to her, we were like, hey, like, do you have a chance to talk about our Lord and Savior? And she was like, yeah, like, no problem. And as soon as she said that, oh, man, I was like, oh, great. So she, she gave me the opportunity, and I opened up the Bible. That's soon as the first thing I opened up the Bible. Read scripture with her, mm -hmm. and um, I saw it in her eyes, you know. We could see that she had something. Something yeah. was, was concerning her heart, her soul, her whatever. She, she, was, uh, she needed rest. And the moment we, we asked her if we could pray for her, she was openly to tell us that her sister had passed away from mm -hmm. COVID and that she couldn't find grieving. She couldn't find yeah. the grief that she was needing. So uh, that's, that's something that, that struck me. And, yeah. and we did pray for her, mm. uh, pray for Guadalupe. She was yeah. struggling with work and she just can't maintain. She's not able to maintain yeah. a, stable, a stable everyday you know, thing. It was so neat. Uh, so I, I don't speak fluent Spanish, and, and you do, and so you let out in those conversations, and I'm watching you share the gospel, 
not quite knowing what you're saying, but I'm watching the facial expressions. And I'm like, I've had that same exact conversation in English with somebody. And uh, it's so cool to kind of just take a step back and, and watch you work at getting better and better at sharing the gospel through these conversations and inviting me in so much as, as you needed help to like maybe pray for somebody. But man, you, you, you did a great job of sharing the gospel on this trip. Um, I, I would like to hear just kind of what exactly, walk, walk our people through, what exactly did we do on our trip? Uh, we ministered to, we tried to minister to as much possible, much people as, as we could um, at the flea market, invited them over to, uh, we had this event Saturday with uh, the kids. And also it was an opportunity to, to invite the parents yep. to form part of a church if they didn't have one, to get ministered to them, and also to, to feel a part of a home. Mm-hmm. Um, like we all have that brokenness inside of our heart. We all have that emptiness. That's right. Nothing else can fill it up but the word of God and, and the love of God. That's right. And uh, so, yeah, um, Saturday we were out playing with the kids and the family, sharing the gospel with them. Sunday morning, we woke up again, went to the flea market, invited them to the church. And uh, we had a, a great service that yeah. you led Saturday and Sunday. Well, praise the Lord. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to share a little bit later on about how you had a, a really cool part to play towards the end of our weekend together. But, yes. man, David, thank you so much for hey. sharing and I uh, appreciate you. Would you give David a hand? Love you, brother. And Don Clark, would you come on up? Give Don a hand. Good Don. Now, Don, so David, that was his first mission trip, but you're a veteran when it comes to mission trips, right? Like, how many mission trips have you been on? Um, I've been on several. Yeah. Um, I've been on a few in North America, Texas, Colorado, Nebraska, just various places. Um, and then I've been on a few overseas, so... Uh, we went to Kenya, and I've been to Honduras a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And we heard from Chad about how there's a connection between Charlotte and Honduras. So could you just kind of walk us through, what are some of the differences between, say, a trip internationally to Honduras and this trip to Charlotte? So there's always, of course, just the cultural differences. Um, there in Honduras, you're surrounded by it. Uh, there's Hispanics everywhere. Um, so you're kind of the oddball out. Um, and then in North America, there's still you know, those cultural that they're bringing from their country. Um, but you still have the United States influence in there too. Um, Mm -hmm. and you're kind of wanting them to feel more welcome when they're, you know, not in their home country. Yeah. What are, what makes it kind of more difficult, you know, in this new, um, ministry, sense of ministry for Keith and Dawn, what, what, what's, what are some difficulties that they were struggling with? So, uh, the church in Honduras is built up, um, as Chad was saying, you know, they are sending out people, they are training pastors, um, they are self-sufficient, um, and it's just a really awesome thing to see in Honduras. And then here they're starting kind of from scratch again, so they're finding, they're having to, you know, kind of struggle to find those Hispanic communities in the pockets, um, but their faithfulness mm-hmm. is just um, really great to see, and that they are, you know, not giving up, and their humility to step away from Honduras yeah. when it, you know they had built this up and they had that community and that church body um, that they had invested years and like decades in. Um, and so just seeing their faithfulness was mm-hmm. pretty neat to see. And how do you think that faithfulness can encourage us with where we are, where, wherever we are in ministry? Um, how do you think that can encourage us? So um, just seeing kind of the reverse. So in Honduras, the church there is built up. 
So they had a lot of people working with them, helping them. Um, and then in Charlotte, they just have a few. And so to me, it reminds me to be faithful with the little that God has given mm-hmm. us. Um, and the Bible says if we're faithful with little, he'll give us more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's just encouraging to me. And yeah. I think we can all apply that. Yeah. Um, and we all can, you know, it's a church plant because it's going to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want things to grow, but things that grow start from small things. Yeah. And so we have to be faithful in those small things. Yeah. And I think we can also be encouraged by they're, I mean, they're in a position that they have to be dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Um, and it's only him that's, that, that's going to give the growth. And, uh, and so their dependence upon the Holy Spirit, I think, is just, and again, going back to your faithfulness, um, is what really stands out to me is what can encourage us. And the ministry that God has for you to do with wherever you are is, uh, man, if you're in a position where you have to depend on the Holy Spirit, that's a mercy of God. Um, and it allows for us to show uh, his faithfulness. Uh, to bring us through those those difficult times of ministry. So thank you so much, Don. Appreciate it. Would you give Don a hand? Audrey. Come on up, Audrey. Welcome to the stage, Audrey. All right. Audrey. All right. What are some things you and just you just enjoyed about this trip? Um, yeah, so I've been thinking of two things specifically. The first is so David talked about the flea market, but the day before we went to the flea market, we were um, going around at an apartment complex Mm -hmm. of an area where Chad's parents, the Morris, thought that there would be a lot of Hispanics. And, I mean, you're in the U.S., so you don't really know. I mean, it's just kind of here. You don't know where Hispanics live unless you know someone in the area. So that's where we struggled a lot. We knocked on a lot of doors, and we didn't necessarily meet a lot of Hispanics, and that's what the church is aimed for, like Spanish-speaking people. And so we went home that night, or back to our hotel, <laughs> and we were praying, you know, God, like, show us where to go. And they, um, we had a plan to go to a flea market. And we go to the flea market, and as David said, there's just, like, everyone around is speaking Spanish. So it's, like, just seeing God answer that prayer in such yeah. a way, it's easy for us to think, like, oh, that wasn't God. Like, that was just by chance, but yeah. it's not chance. It's, it's God because I'm sovereign over everything. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing um, that I really enjoyed is, so we're, we were there, I think, five days, like, in driving and everything, and we were just with other believers nonstop, like, yeah. even your roommate's a believer, um, so everything, all the conversations really revolve around the Lord, yeah. and so it's kind of like a D group on steroids, where you're like <laughs> with them all the time. and so it's really cool that you're just constantly talking about the Lord, mm-hmm. or like, what did you read in your Bible that morning, or what are you praying for, and just... I mean, everything, it's just like, we laughed a lot, but it was all like clean fun. So it's just really encouraging to then come back and and know like, this is how I'm supposed to be living. Like, this is how I'm supposed to interact with my friends. Mm, Praise the Lord. That's awesome. Uh, The Lord was very kind to us on this trip Mm -hmm. and on that weekend. So I'd love to hear how was the Lord kind to you specifically? Yeah. So um, over, I guess, the last couple of years, I've felt this like, I don't like a burden to kind of share the gospel and then also just in my heart like a love for people and um a love for missions mm. and i don't really know what that means i've been working through that a lot um but on the trip like i'd been to honduras before and so I, that i like was on a mission trip but it was different it was like yeah. you're just kind of helping in a way yeah um this was it was such a small group and we were working so closely with the church planners it was more like we were missionaries in a way yeah and so god was just really kind to me to show me what church planning looks like mm-hmm. and what my life on mission 
um, away from potentially Memphis could look like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, it's like hard to be faithful and things like that. But if you get to see like a glimpse of what God could have for you, then it, it helps to be faithful. Yeah. Yeah. That is a special kindness of him to give you a glimpse of what that could look like. Mm -hmm. uh, what advice would you give to anybody else who's discerning a call to missions or vocational ministry? Yeah. Um, so I recently, well, one, you need to reach out to the missions department here. <laughs> and so <laughs> I did do start. that and I, um, talked to Sierra and mm -hmm. one thing that she said to me that really stuck out is, you know, I could be sitting here in my quiet time every morning and praying like, Hey God, show me like, where am I supposed to go? What am yeah. I supposed to do? But rather than do that, you need, like, I need to be just learning about God mm -hmm. and, um, there's a, in a book called Growing Up, there's this, it's like a triangle that if you know God, you're going to love God more and then you're going to obey God more. Yeah. And you're just going to go in this triangle all the time. So if I'm like reading my Bible just to know God, then I'm going to love him more and I'm going to obey him more. Right. And um, I think just obedience in the small things. So hmm. like one, just reading your Bible, praying, all of those spiritual disciplines that we, we do. But then also like if there's an opportunity to serve or if you just like feel on your heart that you should do something for somebody or in an instance like share with somebody you need to do that yeah. because um i think in my own life that's like built up um like if i said yes to one thing then another thing would come along mm -hmm. yeah. that's good that's really good um yeah uh and uh i would just affirm uh, the advice that you've shared and uh, i was actually watching a video today uh where jackie hill perry said uh, god is a lot more committed to your sanctification than your comfort and I think the said, same could be said for our calling. God is a lot more committed to your calling than he is your comfort. And so he will, he will, in his kindness and by his grace, he will draw us out of that comfort into places where we do have to be dependent upon the Holy Spirit. And uh, again, that is a kindness of him that, that he would call us into things like a life devoted to missions or church planting or ministry, whatever that looks like. And I, I've experienced that as, as a pastor. And, and so it's, it's cool to hear someone who's, who's kind of in the middle of that discernment of, you know, am I, am I, do I want to devote my life to this? You know, and that, that's a hard decision. And, and by his grace, he walks us through that. Um, and so if that's something that you are interested in, I, I would just echo that, that, yeah, missions department is a good place to start for that. Or, or just being able to, I mean, let's grab coffee and, uh, and talk about that because it's, it's around a, a wise counsel that you're going to be able to make informed decisions like that. Um, and I would just uh, also kind of go on to say, like, I was challenged on this trip. Um, there, there came a time where uh, I knew I was going to have to preach uh, to an audience that, that I, I'm, I'm not preaching in their native tongue. And, uh, and so I'm preaching in English, and it's going through an interpreter who's then giving to them in Spanish. And, uh, and so I go into the pulpit one night with my notes on my sermon, Mind Your Anxiety, um, something that I think the Lord has just kind of given me for this season of helping people through uh, how do I wrestle with anxiety and worry. And I thought that I had simplified my notes enough. And I was wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong. I get up to the pulpit. I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, so here's Nelson right beside me. This is his first time interpreting and translating for, for somebody in this type preaching environment. And so I want him to do well. I don't, it's, it's not just me wanting to do. I want Nelson to do well. And so I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, I'm using some big words. <laughs> and I, I'm not really setting him up to succeed. And so I, in real time, I'm looking at my notes and looking at the scriptures and saying, all right, I'm just one phrase, one little sentence at a time. I'm kind of giving it to him so he can pass on to the others. And it, 
it was so great. I would say something and Nelson would be like, mm, that's good. I'm like, all right. He's like my translator slash hype man. That's, that's awesome. Um, but it was really cool. And, and this is what I, I, I kind of uh, tipped off and teased about uh, what, what David was saying. Uh, Nelson couldn't be there the next day on Sunday afternoon when I was going to preach the sermon somewhere else. And, uh, and so David stepped up to the plate. Like he saw Nelson do it. And he said, you know what? I want to try that out. And, uh, and he did a great job. He did a fantastic job being challenged in that way, going out of his comfort zone. Uh, you know, he had, here he was at this flea market having conversations, and, and now he's, he's right there beside someone preaching the word uh, in, in a church service. So it was just really cool to see how the Lord challenged all of us and got us all out of that comfort zone. So, Audrey, thank you so much. Would you give Audrey a hand? Jason Gadagala. Jason, welcome to the stage, Jason. Oh, all right, never mind. He, he changed his mind. He said, no, I'm done. I want to say, I don't think anybody could look as cool as you with a limbo, like, rope. Like, you look so cool. Here's your microphone. Um, Jason, uh, man, it's awesome to do life with you. It's awesome to be on this trip with you. Um, but I know that you kind of wrestled with like some inadequacy going into this trip. So would you just kind of share in what ways did you feel inadequate to, to be on this trip? Check. Okay. Uh, not just this trip, but I always felt, um, inadequate in my life when it comes to evangelical ministry, um, because of the fear. Uh, I have a lot of fears when it comes to sharing gospel. Um, I think a lot of you here would resonate with me on that uh, fear of being judged. Uh, if I look back at my past life and, and your theological knowledge and, and, and um, need to do this crash course of apologetics and, and stuff like that. So two biggest fears that I had on this trip was um, a fear of being fear of not being able to uh, present my faith to, to people there. Yeah. And of course, language. Um, English is not my first language. <laughs> and I'm going there with English translator beside me <laughs> to Spanish. So it's just like a difficult dynamic there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, every time I, uh, I um, think about those fears, um, not until 2019 that Lord laid is on my heart to be intentional, to to share, to be bold in sharing my uh, faith with others. A um, lot of times I used to shift this responsibility to uh, people who are qualified mm -hmm. than me. For example, in 2019, one of my best friends came in town to visit me. I, I had to ask Chad to share gospel with him um, because I could not, I could mm -hmm. not. Um, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. How did you see the Lord draw you out of those inadequacies or just the perspective of having those inadequacies? How did you see him draw you out of that? Well, um, fear. Um, my go-to words whenever I am anxious or fearful is um, Isaiah uh, 4110. Mm. Um, fear not, I am with you. Do not be dismayed, I am your God. So uh, I think love... Uh, overcomes fears. That's what the Bible says, mm -hmm. and 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 love is the core um, is at the core of gospel. So right. I think God's love towards me mm -hmm. has given me that strength yeah. um, because He chose me. Bible, like over and over, it talks about God choosing ordinary people. Yeah. And I would consider myself like even before, like you know, <laughs> below the whatever that mark is. Um, yeah. 
to do extraordinary things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was I was there. I was um, able to share gospel with three people, uh, strangers, and uh, it was not easy, like, uh, to be there and and uh, work with Chad, my translators, and uh, uh, but it's definitely not me. Yeah, it's the the spirit. That's right. Um, so, yeah, definitely, Lord used me so much there. Um, mm-hmm. He stirred my affections towards kids ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always thought I was not very good with kids, but uh, <laughs> uh, looks like I am good with kids. Uh, so, um, so I wanted to do that more. Yeah, I wanted to think about the ideas how we can better. Um, serve kids yeah. in, in, in that area. So, yeah. Definitely. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, I noticed a difference in you before the trip and after the trip. Would you just kind of put some words to that difference? How were you different before the trip and now after the trip? And maybe how have you seen that play out? Um, definitely boldness in yeah. sharing the gospel. Yeah. Um, I still, like, feel fearful right. when I walk up to somebody to share gospel, but um, at Bellevue Lost Memphis, I could literally experience that. Mm. Um, there was no, like, checking my brain at the door, right. thinking about what I'm going to say next, because the truth of the gospel is my truth now. Mm-hmm. It's not something that is here, but right. just it's in my heart. Yeah. So I don't have to check my brain at the door. I don't have to think about all these logical reasonings on the top of my head. Yeah. I, I could experienced that at Bellevue Lost Memphis yeah. while I'm sharing um, the brokenness part of the gospel. So yeah. um, definitely, um, uh, uh, I would say that if you have that desire to um, pursue more of God and, and just surrender your fears to Him, and I think God will work in you. Absolutely. And again, it's not you. It's right. ultimately, it's not about how much you know, how yeah. much apologetics you do mm-hmm. it's about the spirit that leads you yeah at that moment yeah it's it's kind of in just reflecting on all that you've said it's like we're motivated by love and it's so important it's by love and not by guilt i really want to help you guys out with that like i never want to guilt people into sharing the gospel that shouldn't be our motivation it has to be love that we re- we love god and what he's done for us and the kindness of jesus christ that that's what sends us. And we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to do it. And uh, But I think what helps us, practically speaking, is to put it into practice. And and I thought that that's what I saw from you in this trip in Charlotte, was seeing that you, man, you practice sharing the gospel with these people. And, uh, and that, so when you get to things like Bellevue Loves Memphis, you're right. It, you don't have to think through all these things because you've done it enough, you've practiced it enough that it doesn't alleviate all the fear, but it at least helps you kind of jump over those those initial barriers to sharing the gospel. And uh, yeah, anything One you would add? One thing that I want to share was yesterday. I was walking up uh, on, on the Mud Island Park, just thinking what, what, what I want to share. There's this Indian guy that was sitting there, and I being very like being an introvert I can't I can't do that I can't go up to them and talk and this time I went with an intention to share gospel I don't know him yeah uh and that's the biggest win for me man that's great that's that's the change in me that I could not do it but God bought me praise the Lord 
uh, I didn't share, I didn't get to share gospel, but I invited him over. Yeah. So eventually, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna man, share gospel. How, but so. still, that's awesome, man. Let, let's give that a hand. That's awesome. Praise the Lord for that. Like you struck up a conversation that you would not have otherwise. And, and then you've, you've led into, hey, I want to open up my home to you. My roommates, and I, I got to experience this firsthand, going over and getting to know your roommates a little bit, enjoying some Indian cuisine. And I know you guys, you, you take hospitality very seriously. And so, man, I think that, that is easily a doorway into the gospel uh, by having him over to your home. I think that's huge, man. Well, Jason, I, again, I love doing life with you. I appreciate all that you did on this trip and every one of you uh, that shared tonight. Thank you so much. Would you all just give them a hand? Just, just good, I'll take that. Um, I, I do want, before we end our time, I, I do want to make very clear what, what do we believe the gospel is? Uh, what does scripture say the gospel is? Uh, we, we can go to Charlotte and, and practice sharing the gospel, but I want to make sure I, we, we clearly share the gospel tonight. Uh, we believe, just as we celebrated this past weekend at Easter, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to earth and lived a perfect life, something that you and I could never say. We have brokenness. We have a void inside us that there, there's something that we desire endlessly, and it's Jesus Christ. And he lived the perfect life that you and I could never live and died the death you and I deserve. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And Jesus paid that death as a substitute for you and for me. Anybody who would call on his name to save them. And they, they call on him as Lord and Savior, right? That's what we say. And he died that death, but three days later he rose from the grave. And that's what we celebrate at Easter. Because he conquered death. He defeated sin. And he rose to victorious life. And that's what he beckons us into. That's what he's drawing us into is abundant life. And it's not just eternal life in heaven one day. It is abundant life here and now. And that's what you heard these people share is that they're experiencing abundant life. Life that God originally designed for us to experience. It's not that they are over their, all their sin. They are still sinners, but they are now saints empowered by the Holy Spirit who comes to live inside of us when we receive the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that we would walk in new life. That is the gospel. And so we offer that to people and we, we invite a response that if that's, if that's something you're interested in, in receiving the gospel, God's power to save you from your sin, we want to have that conversation with you. Uh, you can have that conversation with with any of those people you saw on the platform tonight, because every one of them shared the gospel on this trip. And so I, I invite you, if that's a conversation you want to have, please find me or find one of these that you heard shared tonight. Um, we would be honored that you would, you would hear the gospel here and now after we've done, shared it in Charlotte. Um, so I, I want to definitely extend that invitation uh, to you. I want to pray for us, and then we're going to have a few announcements and, and actually a, a really... Uh, a nice time to have some community uh, afterwards. So let me pray for us. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for the testimonies that were shared tonight. And God, I thank you for how it's, it's your love that motivates us. That, Lord, there was a price tag on this trip, and these young adults paid it, and they did so gladly trusting that this experience would be priceless. And Lord God, I think from these words tonight, we heard 
that it was priceless, that there were times and words shared that, Lord God, we will look back on forever and eternity. <laughs> Praise be to God. And so, God, I thank you for the laughter that we shared. I thank you for the, the, the moments that we had together, uh, lessons we learned, uh, the challenges we faced, and that we're better because of it. And that in your kindness, you drew us into it and brought us out of it. And God made use of us there and grew us so that we could be use, of use to you here knowing that this is a journey that we're on and you are committed to our sanctification and our calling. So God, I pray that you would move in the hearts of those who heard these testimonies tonight. That God, if, if they're feeling that the next step needs to be a mission trip, that God, they would speak to, to us tonight uh, to, to see what it, what it looks like practically to go on a mission trip or to, to serve the church, or to go to New Horizons Apartments, uh, next Bellevue Loves Memphis, and serve in that capacity. Lord, whatever it is, whatever it is you're laying on their heart, Lord God, I pray that you would uh, give them the next step uh, of speaking with us, or Lord, speaking with you. That Lord God, if there are people who do not have the gospel, your power to save them from their sin, that they would talk to you tonight, admitting that they are a sinner in need of a great Savior in Jesus Christ. God, if that's a conversation that needs to be had with somebody else uh, tonight, Lord, God, I pray that that would be had. God, I pray that you would uh, bless us as a ministry um, as we aim to do more things like this and to come alongside young adults and what, Lord, you're leading them to do. And God, I pray for Keith and Don Moore. I pray for their ministry there in Charlotte. Lord God, as they have one church plant, they're looking to raise another. God, I pray that you would provide plenty of people to hear the gospel and to... Um, personalize the gospel, just as we heard Jason talk about, of, of knowing that it is the truth, but it is now a truth that matters to us. That, God, the same could be said for the people hearing it from Keith and Don Moore or having heard it from our trip or revisiting Keith and Don now. God, would you give growth to that ministry as only you can get the credit for as they are dependent upon the Holy Spirit to do so. God, would you be with us now as we get to fellowship together and enjoy some, some tasty treats and uh, getting to know each other a little bit better? Yeah, God, would you bless this time? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. A couple of announcements. Uh, one, if you would like to get connected with us, if you're a first-time guest or a recent guest, we want to give you an opportunity to do that. You can text your first and last name to the number on that screen, and that will begin the conversation for us to just get acquainted and see how we can come alongside you in your spiritual journey. Um, I also want to kind of give a little teaser. We're going to be starting the book of Ruth next week. I'm really excited about this next sermon series as we expositionally work through the book of Ruth. Um, it is a romantic book of the Bible, and I'm excited about that for some reason. I can't imagine why, but it's fun. And so I, I hope you'll come back the, in the weeks uh, leading up to, or continuing on uh, that you'll come to hear uh, from the Word, uh, this romantic story that actually plays into the lineage of Jesus Christ. Um, and then uh, also, we have some desserts tonight. We have churros that we're going to be serving tonight. Um, we minister to the Hispanic community, and I feel like that's a really good way for the Hispanic community to minister to us, is have some churros. So um, we do not have those out just yet. So if you'll give us a few minutes to kind of get those churros ready and ready to serve, uh, we will do that. Um, but feel, feel free, please stick around, hang out, get to know somebody new. And uh, if you need a, to have a conversation with one of us, man, please come approach us and we'll, we'll love to have that conversation. Uh, but if nothing else, go in the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ.